Welcome to Vision Magnified. We are a podcast that showcases the blind community living limitlessly. Breaking barriers and smashing stereotypes. Proving that we are more than just our disability. Welcome to yet another edition of Vision Magnified. I'm Sasha, flying solo because Amber had an emergency, but that's okay because I do have a guest this week. Um, She has been on the podcast before for her uh, previous book, Dear Freedom Writer, Stories of Hardship and Hope for the New Generation. Um, You guys may know her as Your Blind Friend 219. I know her as Jasmine Matthews. Jasmine, welcome to the show again. Thank you for having me again. So, um, when last time we talked on the um, on the podcast, I actually had just gotten the book and hadn't gotten a chance to read it, but I actually have gotten a chance to read through it, and my goodness, like, some of the stories in here are just crazy. Like, you guys talk about everything in this book. Everything. Like, uh, all of the major hard topics, or if not all, like, a lot of them, a lot of the topics are really hard. But they're so diverse. Yeah, there's stories in here about dysfunctional families or um, about COVID, about abuse. There's just so many different stories in here um, just that are just riveting, you know? Like, this is is such a good book um, just to hear people's experiences and to realize that you know, people can learn to cope, people can survive, and people can go on and thrive from the places that they come from, you know, and I've really, really enjoyed this book so far. I'm not all the way through it. I'm probably on page, I think I stopped, like, on page 130 last night, so I'm really kind of making my way through it, and, um, mm-hmm. It's it's been like a really really just good read. It's how can I put and it? And then the best part about it is that you get to hear stories from people across the world. It's not just like what's going on here. It's right. going on in other countries too, and you get to learn about their experiences being in countries that don't function the way that ours does. What I like is that even though. Or I guess, I don't know if like is a good term because some of these stories are just really hard, but what I, what was amazing to me is how similar things can be like with people halfway around the world, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed reading this book and um, I'm so glad that I've gotten a chance to do so. So thank you for that. Since you were last on the show... Um, just give it, tell us about how things have been going with the book, anything that's happened since we last spoke, any updates in regards to the previous, the Dear Freedom Writer book. So after we had the, after we had the symposium back in March, everybody has been connected on Instagram. We have a big group chat. Everybody checks in with each other. And that's after four days of meeting each other in person. So, like, we we keep each other, like, really close. We call each other a family. Like, we're really close-knitted and we're connected. And we check up on each other because a lot of us go through, like, serious mental health problems. So we're just trying to make sure we can be that light for somebody. That's awesome. And, um, unfortunately, somebody 
from the um, from the group actually passed passed away a couple of days due to his suicide. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it surprised it shocked us all. Um, because like she she was just like happy and joyful around all of us, so it was like really hard to see her um pass pass away. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. I mean, you never know what somebody's really dealing with on the inside, and just one no, moment, you never know. Just one moment in time where, you know, they can't they can't talk themselves out of of that um, can make all the difference. Unfortunately, were you guys talk? I'm sure you guys have talked to each other through this as well, and and tried to be yeah. there for each other. Like after after we found out on zoom there was a big zoom meeting where i think like 66 people showed up and we were all like crying we were all sharing memories of her um but after that um just us student authors we hosted another zoom meeting just to kind of like talk about it and like lighten the mood like have laughter um try to like heal with each other so um yeah, everybody's staying more close connected than ever. That's good to have a community to kind of fall into. You know, you guys can lean on each other and get each other through it. Exactly. With the the symposiums, the signing, everything that you guys were doing, um, what like how did that leave you feeling after it was all said and done? Well, so like, imagine you're on a roller coaster like the highest roller coaster being at the highest point was like the symposium we were all happy we were all connected we were all having fun and then after we went home we just dropped we plummeted and it was very hard for some people who had to go back to situations that were unsafe. And so getting away was literally getting away for like four days. So to some people, it was harder than others, but it was hard on us all. What have you guys been suggesting to each other to kind of keep even keel? Because I know that that, that is definitely a thing for people who experience a high like that, especially where there's a lot of public attention, like a lot of public figures go through that. Um, mm-hmm. So what have you guys been doing to, to help each other cope with all that? Um, honestly, just like connecting with each other. Like that's that's all we have right now, um, especially since a lot of us are all over the U.S. and even beyond that. So um, like all we have is to like really connect with each other and eventually plan to meet up in the future. So getting into your actual story, um, it was definitely um, an interesting read. So I have to ask you, uh, where did the defective cupcake analogy come from? So, um, So the analogy of the defective cupcake. So one thing that they told us about like effective story writing is um to kind of have um this like i would say like ham they they use a hamburger like a sandwich like you want to have your your bread and then like the the meat in the middle like you want to 
have like it really hit in the middle and impact people Mm -hmm. Um, but you want to use like this nice analogy to kind of like make it look good make it sound good um so that people can have an idea of like how you really feel about the situation or whatever um but the analogy comes from like you know cupcakes it's normally associated with like little kids like birthday parties like fun fun like kid activities and stuff so it like it's a symbol of kind of like me starting off as a little kid having the maximum vision that i had and um the defective cupcake comes into play where it's like you know once you make the batter of the cupcakes you make the frosting like you make everything go well um sometimes when you bake a cupcake you might overcook it it might come out burnt defective or um it might come out crumbly like there's different issues with baking and so i use that analogy as like the different um milestones the different um hard times in my life growing up from a little kid to kind of represent that so that's kind of like where the analogy comes from okay i get it um and in your story you also spoke about um your school life and how um dealing with being a um somebody with cancer somebody who was um visually impaired how it was kind of difficult for you to um, make friends in school um being that that was something i could definitely relate to um what made school life bearable for you how were you able to just kind of put your head down and work on your assignments and not worrying worry about what people say to you Um, Because I know for me as a student, that's what I had the hardest time with is just leaving it alone, realizing you can't do anything about it, and just concentrate on on work. Well, honestly, um, there's not really a way that you can really do something like that unless you're, like, frustrated and tired of that happening. Like, if you see a pattern and you try to make it work but it's not, that's honestly where it comes from. And so it's kind of like, okay, I give up, but I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to, like, sit here and cry about it. I'm actually going to use my free time and actually get myself out of the school and and actually work and, and get stuff done. Because also, like, what happens when you're not, when you know, like, you're hanging out with friends or you're doing sports and stuff. Like, I never did that. So, um like looking at that people who do that they take more time to actually do their homework and they fall behind so mm-hmm. it's like since i don't have these stuff in my life especially when i was a high school student um it allowed me to just like do my work and like get myself done just concentrating on that work that kind of got you through it then like it was more about getting out of school and less about the friends you were, you were not making like you just had that ability to so yeah i did i did have like some people who would like say hi and like come hang out with me for a little bit um there were people who um who did make an effort on um talking to me at least a little bit but i never like went somewhere else to hang out with like a group of friends and like it became the usual thing like that's something i craved after many years 
through elementary, middle school. Um, well, actually, no, not middle school, because middle school, I said I had friends who I hung out with a lot, but after eighth grade, they ditched me. And so I kind of, um, I kind of went through that mentality like it might happen again. Um, and partially because I'm blind and, you know, people are weird when hanging around blind people. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of just like kept to myself and made the best of it. When you were growing up, you said you, um, you, if I remember correctly from your story, you um, went to events with blind children. Is that correct? Oh, so that was through um, summer programs that I did. That was, like, outside of school. Um, That was during the summer. I would go to um, these two different types of blind organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, One was actually a school. One was CSB, California School for the Blind. And I made some friends there. And then the other place was uh, Wayfinder, which is more um, for um, high school students. And, um, well, not just high school students, but high school students and adults to um, learn independence and stuff. So I learned that as well as make a lot of friends. I made a lot of friends there. So when you were around, let's say, your, your blind community, like your, like your actual peers, your blind peers, did you feel different from being around your school peers? Yes, very much. Um, I didn't have to worry about, like, being different. And even then, like, you know, everybody's different when you meet different people. Um, but it was never, like, a thing where you say, like, oh, that person's blind. I don't want to talk to them or whatever. Like, no, like, everybody connected well. Mm -hmm. Everybody, like, meshed together. Um, the same thing happened where... Um, a lot of people uh, made, uh, became friends like the Freedom Riders did. So when, so the reason I ask is because uh, me and Amber were talking about this um, in one of our episodes. And when we found that when we were around our school peers, we were like that blind girl. We were, in a sense, who they thought we were because they would mm-hmm. never allow us to be anything different. But when yeah. we were around our peers, we could just be who we were and not have exactly. to worry about the stigma, the stereotype, or anything All of like that. fell off your back. Like, there, there was nothing, there was nothing really about that. Like, you didn't have to worry about stereotypes because everybody there was blind. Mm-hmm. So you can't even use that as, a, as an excuse. So, do you still feel like the whole defective cupcake analogy still describes you, or do you feel like you're a little bit more, a little bit more whole and um, more normal, at least to yourself? I'm definitely um, not a defective cupcake. Um, I was because I used that analogy to to describe like who I was, but like how I said at the end, um, like I found my. Uh, sprinkles, frosting, decorations, and stuff, and it has made me whole. So, um, 
and that's like with anybody too who mm-hmm. um goes through different difficult situations on their own and then find their community find their voice to talk about it and um they can do some self-analysis and like rise above it so um yeah no I don't I don't feel like I'm a defective cupcake anymore I love that I love that I love that um so getting into this this new book um so what what led from this um the Dear Freedom Writer book to doing this new book and uh, what were your what was your thought process behind this book so um like I said when we were at the symposium it was just all highs we were in our own bubble like we didn't really care about social media stuff um they didn't want us to focus on that because we only had a limited time to be with each other mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you know they didn't have to keep reminding us like we we were like yeah no we're gonna like just disconnect and be together so it was like all highs and um it was like a really great experience that happened and because i want to do writing um, coming coming back from that is like, okay, what am I going to do next? And that's the question everybody has been asking. What are we going to do next? And um, since I've been writing, since I've been in school and stuff, I'm like, I want to start a, a book. And this book is going to be about blindness, but it's not going to be like, it's not going to be super scientific and stuff because not a lot of people are going to really read that. Um, it's, it's more so going to be on our frustrations that we have and why we need to make the world accessible, more accessible and, um, blind friendly and disabled friendly, not just blind friendly, but, um, I want to at least talk about our blind aspects because we know that from experience. Right. So that's why, like, I wanted to write that. That's where my next book idea came from. And it all started with um, the title. I came up with a title before I actually start, started writing the book. And what are you looking to title, or do you want to divulge that yet? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it for right now. Mm-hmm. I will share it in the future, but... Um, it is going to be about blindness. So you wanted this to be a collaborative book, correct? Yes, I wanted um, I wanted to have other blind people from the blind community talk about their experiences, um, frustrated experiences with stuff, because, um, like what we do on TikTok is we we do that already. Like we tell stories about ourselves. And we tell people, like, how we do things, but everybody does things differently. So I don't want to write a book about blindness and have somebody say, is that how all blind people feel? Is that how all blind people do stuff? Um, So I wanted to make it more diverse with interviews from other blind people so they can see how different but similar our frustrations are. So did you have certain people in mind who you wanted to collaborate with or how was the selection process for that? 
So um, first, I wanted to start off with um, some people that I followed from TikTok, like who I've seen um, since I since I've been like really active on TikTok last year. Some of the people I started seeing from Blind Talk and connecting with, I wanted to talk to them first because one, I have a well established connection with them, and two. I've seen their TikToks and I've seen stuff that they like to talk about more than others. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, um, it's kind of like a set process because I'm like, oh, this person can talk about this, but they don't have to. I'm just giving that as a suggestion because I know they have ideas about different things that I might not have. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring in that diversity, but I wanted to allow people to talk about something they're passionate about and that they talk about due to um you know their content on tiktok but i'm also branching off to other people who don't like really establish that um like continuous content i want to uh talk to people who just have frustrations that they want to get out so I've been contacting a lot of people and a lot of people said, yeah, they would like to be interviewed and write their story. And what is it like putting a book like this together, getting the people together, getting stories, all that kind of a thing, getting interviews done? Well, right now, um, so what I have people do is I have them write their story. Like, I would say write like a one page story on something that's frustrating. And what I do is I take that story and I break it into like an interview where um, I would ask questions and then their story will be like the response. And if I have more questions that would fit into that interview, I would email them back and say, hey, I liked your I liked your story. I like what you wrote. But I also had some more questions that I thought that I think would be useful. And I would ask them. And so they'll give me that. I'll add it. And. I'll send it back to them, the full completed interview. And if they give me the okay, then that's pretty much that. But um, I have them write their stories because I don't want to come up with questions that I don't really know about, you know, a subject. I want them to kind of like write freely and then separate that into different parts, different questions. Right. So you want to work your questions around their story. Yes. Got it. Um, and do any of your fellow freedom writers know about this forthcoming book and have they contributed in any way, like via advice or anything to the process? I haven't, um, really talked to them about it. I talked to one person cause, um, they really like writing and they enjoy the same, um, they enjoy the same level of creativity that I do when it comes to writing. So we like share ideas um to kind of like i I would say to motivate each other Mm -hmm. um and um so yeah like i i've told at least one person but i am going to tell other people too even like before i finish the book are you are you hoping that they can contribute at all to the process like not necessarily the writing of but just like in any way would they be able to help you along in figuring um all of this out or putting it together maybe editing 
Um, I haven't talked to them, but I'm pretty sure, like, if I asked, they they would um, they would be able to like help me with doing that stuff. So I know you expressed that you wanted to tell the stories of frustration um, that go on uh, with people in the blind community. Um, how do you hope those stories will change accessibility in this world for the visually impaired and blind? Well, I'm hoping it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Dear Freedom Writer. We're writing stories of uh, like sadness, of fear, of tragedy, and it's like somewhat of a shared experience of tragedy and and fear and stuff like that. But it's also like realistic and it's what a lot of people go through Mm -hmm. so it like we're hoping that our story impacts people based off of the different types of stories that we talk about and so that's why I'm also um, writing this book but like off of frustrations because um, we as a blind community we go through a lot of frustrations with stereotypes and other stuff but hopefully like because um because we're talking about frustrations and stuff we're hoping that people can learn from it and at least do something maybe if not as much at least something to help us in the future in a world that is more accessible for people with any kind of visual impairment whether they whether they be totally blind or low vision in that whole range, the spectrum of range of visual condition, what would an accessible world look like to you? So, um, I do talk about in Dear Freedom Writer, like at the end of me wanting to become a blind advocate that, you know, we need more, um, we need better like technology out into the world because technology is expanding, but we need to expand that technology out into the world and make it um, make it a regular thing because it's not seen as a regular thing. Like people fight for having large monitors when they're working at a job or whatever. Um, or like, um, like if, if not like technology, we need to have more accessible things out into the world like more restaurants with brown menus or uh, movie theaters that have better audio audio description devices so it's just it's more so like the inclusivity um but as far as like as far as like technology and stuff and making the world accessible like we need to stop, you know, discriminating blind people or other people with disabilities because of like the technology that they have to use to get by in life. And so that's kind of like my purpose of trying to make the world more accessible. I don't really have a set um, goal or vision on how the world will be super accessible, but it's a start of trying to get that information out. You're on the other side of the process now. So before you were a collaborator submitting your story, 
um, and now you're on the other side and taking submissions. So what is what what have been the differences of this process versus the last process? Um, I will say that I'm more so doing this project alone and on my own time. And when I do ask people if they want to contribute their story as an interview into the book, um, I'm giving them the amount of time they need to because I know they have busy schedules and also I'm doing this while I'm in school so it's not really a rush to get things done but I do check back with people um like every two weeks or so just to see like how far they got Mm -hmm. and I think right now I have between four to five interviews right now from the many people that I asked. So that's a progress that's going on right now. And what are some, what is something that you would like for people to know about this process or what you hope to achieve through what you're doing? Um, what are anything, anything that you'd like to share with followers, fans and friends? Well, um, I know this process isn't easy. It may have seemed easy more so, um, when I was writing a story for a dear freedom writer, but that was because, um, you know, I was I was asked if I can write my story, and that was all I really needed to do, other than sign some legal documents mm-hmm. on getting my story released and stuff like that. But um, since I'm on the other side per se, um, you have to do like a bunch of editing and stuff, and I would have to like network with other people, like editors and stuff, and work around them. So it's a lot it's a lot more stuff that you have to do, but it's doable, especially if you're set on a goal on a project getting released. When would you hope to have this released? At this point, I'm not entirely sure, but hopefully sometime next year, even if it's like late next year, but if not maybe 2024. It just it's just a matter of like how fast the process goes Mm -hmm. um but I'm also like not really worried about that right now because I'm doing the project while I'm in school and I'm also working with other people and allowing them to have time to sit down apart from their busy schedules and actually write something well I can tell you that as a contributor to this book like it's been really cool to sit and chat with you about um what you want um, us to put out and to to be able to share my story um, and it's 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 been very interesting because I've never submitted a piece like this before and I really can't wait to see how this turns out yeah so um, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to write this book um, it's, it's, it's honestly been something I've been thinking about since um, April. Well, it's really nice of you to come on the show and talk to, talk to us about this book. And um, we'll definitely have you back on when it comes out so that people can know that it is finally out for them to read. I'm excited for them to read this because I think we're going to have, um, you know, really interesting stories just like in Dear Freedom Writer. And um, if you guys haven't read this book, I encourage you to go buy it to go find it, to go read it, because it definitely gives you a sense of gratitude for what you have and um, a sense of um, 
humility and just kind of a heart for things that people are going through and what people are, you know, it kind of makes you think that you don't know what someone else is going through. You're not, until you're on, you know, the other side of those eyes, you don't, you don't know what someone's going through, you know? These kinds of books are really good for reminding us, you know, to just take care of each other, um, to give each other space and to give each other love. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do with this book too. Like it's, it's literally like a rebranding of Dear Freedom Writer, but it's like the blind edition. Like it's trying to tell stories of frustration, but all within the, um, all within our life, like all within, um, reality and stuff. So it's pretty much the same feel some in in a way the same type of feel as your freedom writer but just different stories and different energy that's going out well thank you so much for being on the show with us today jasmine i really really enjoyed you having you and um yeah absolutely and we will definitely have you on again i promise well thank you guys for listening and we will check in with you next week have a great week listening to the podcast this week we hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you next time you can find us as vision magnified official on tiktok and instagram and on twitter as vmo podcast see you next time